If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Menches. And I can't wait to dive into today's show. For the first time ever, I'm having a guest back. And I'm super excited to have Amanda Johnson with me here today. If you remember, Amanda and I talked about the amazing growth that she's had in her business. And today I'm having her back to talk about how she helps clients monetize their messages so they can grow their businesses through their messages, which show up in books and on their websites and everywhere else. So please, please help me welcome Amanda Johnson to this show. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Thanks for having me again. This is always so fun. Yeah. We're going to have a great conversation today. And I wanted to have you back because you've been on my mind as I have finished writing. I'm not quite done, I don't think. But we finished writing and editing my next book. And it's been another journey. Like every book is a journey. But as I've been editing it and working with you on it, you know, this fifth book has been pretty interesting in helping me grow as books do, but also helping me fine tune my message. And I think it's such a great experience to write a book because it forces you to get really clear on what you're saying to the world. So we're going to talk about that today. And I'm going to tell you about Amanda in a moment. Before I get to that, though, connecting you with Amanda, I want to make sure that you've downloaded Six Secrets to Doubling Your Sales. It's a PDF. I put all the good stuff in there. You can go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. Again, that's salescoachnow.com forward slash gift, six secrets to doubling your sales. It's a PDF, but I guarantee you by reading it and digging into it, it's going to help you have a better day in sales. So definitely grab that if you haven't yet. I'd love to partner with you at your next event, conference, or sales training session. You can go to UrsulaMinches.com or salescoachnow.com to see all of my latest keynotes and you can also learn more about Sales Camp on salescoachnow.com. Just click on the Sales Camp icon. 
And we'd love to have you out at Sales Camp if you haven't been there yet. So definitely check that out. Also, 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 if you love the show and we hear from many of you, and I know not all of you have left a review yet, but we'd love to have your review so that you can encourage other people. And please tell five of your business friends to listen to the show, to give them some inspiration to keep going on their tough days. All right. We have a new sponsor. This is the second time I'm going to tell you about the dancinghouse.com. We love our sponsors. They keep us going. And Melissa Huber is the founder of the dancinghouse.com. And I interviewed her on the last show and she was amazing. If you didn't listen to that one, go back and take a listen. Here's what she has to say. Taking care of ourselves is key to taking care of our world. Isn't that the truth? However, it's more and more difficult to find the time to get to the yoga studio or a gym and maybe you don't like being surrounded by strangers when you're working out. So we could work out at home, but it's nearly impossible to stay motivated. And let's be honest, searching for great video options on YouTube may have you giving up before you've given, even gotten your shoes on. So the good news, the Dancing House TDH virtual experience has got you covered. You can experience a class setting virtually on your terms. Experience yoga, boogie fit, dance fitness, and even ballet, which I'm going to try, by the way. And tap dance lessons simply by logging into your account. You'll have the opportunity to ask questions or receive personalized answers and be part of a fun, supportive community without leaving your home. It's the best of both worlds. TDH virtual experience for anyone, anywhere, anytime. Again, that's thedancinghouse.com. Here's what's really cool. It starts at just $25 a month. Come on, that's like four trips to Starbucks. You can check it out by going to thedancinghouse.com. And you can also claim your two-week free trial. No credit card is required. Believe me, I know I tried it. No credit card is required. So Dive in there, try some new classes, go to thedancinghouse.com. What's really cool is you'll love Melissa, the founder. She's a single mama of five littles, as she likes to say. And, you know, if she can do it, we can all do it. God bless her business. I'm so glad she's one of our sponsors. And she's also one of our sales camp alumni. So we love having our people and promoting the people in our community. Speaking of that, we have our guest today, Amanda Johnson, who has been a very important part of our Sales Coach Now community for a long time. In fact, she's the reason my books are out in the world, my messages are out in the world the way they are. And those messages have led to so many things. I mean, Amanda's been... <laughs> Amanda's the person who will say, Ursula, that does in her soft kind... That doesn't sound quite right. If I were you, I would maybe go this direction. That's what I love about her because... She can give me the kind of, I can hear her feedback and I can't hear everyone's feedback. So it's one of the many things I love about her. As a personal brand strategist and messenger guide, Amanda Johnson helps aspiring speakers, authors, and coaches craft their message, expertise, and stories for maximum impact on their audience, their brand, and their bottom line. And at the same time, they heal their stories and lives in the process. So true. After years of engaging, clarifying, and helping others develop powerful messages as a student teacher and master writing coach, Amanda uncovered her own. The decision to share it launched her on a journey of personal and professional transformation that quickly made her limited life unrecognizable. In her best-selling books, Upside Down Mommy and Upside Down Messenger, Amanda shares the butterfly approach philosophy responsible for her successes as a parent, messenger, and coach. And at the end, she'll tell you how to get her books as well as other ways you can connect with her. Definitely check them out. They're very inspiring. So Amanda, I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of things I want to get to today. But before we do that, can you give everyone like just a quick two minute backstory? Tell them a little bit about you, how you got into this work and really what you're up to today. Oh my goodness. Just a few minutes. It's like that one time I was on your stage and you were like, we have 10 minutes for your story. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, again, thanks for having me back here. I'm really excited. And, you know, the quick and dirty version of the story is in 2007, life was not looking or feeling very good at all. The only bright spot in it was my little guy that I was raising mostly by myself because my husband was having a hard time with life. And, you know, I had just met you in 2006 and you had talked about this thing called law of attraction. And I was like, okay, I'm listening because I knew inside of me that there was something that I had to give, but I didn't know what it was. And I had so much knowledge about words and psychology and intention and, but it wasn't active in my life. And so in 2007, I was inspired to write a book series for children and their parents And as soon as that inspiration hit, life changed really quickly. It was like it activated that power inside of me to manifest, to create what I wanted to create and become who I wanted to become. And it was quite the journey. I got started. I attracted the most amazing people and resources into my life. And then I realized that there was some work to do on the inside, which is why I say in my bio that we're all about healing the story here because I really believe that until we heal the story, it's hard to get the message out. We're always going to hold it back until that story gets just enough healing that it feels safe for us to take it into the world. So I did some work and the business grew. I ended up helping people with their own messages because that's where my skill set is. And it's just been amazing to witness how easy and organic it can be when we're trying to live true to the intention and the message. Yeah, you do have quite a story. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, definitely check out Amanda's books to read her whole story because it's very inspiring. And I love how you talk about the importance of healing our stories because so many of us, you know, we didn't have the storybook childhood. We have stuff. Everybody has stuff, but we just have different layers of stuff. But it's true, you know, as we grow our, you know, businesses, or as we grow as entrepreneurs, we can only grow as far as our story will let us. <laughs> I'm proof of that, as I've written in my last story, you know, still working on some core wound things that, you know, happened a million years ago that I thought, oh, I'm totally over that. And, you know, come to find out it's still there. I'm still working on it. And it's okay. It's so important to do the work. So, you know, kind of what you're up against. And I know you help messages or messengers really do that in a beautiful way. So let's talk about that. How do you help clients with what you call your messenger matrix? And what is the messenger matrix? Well, the messenger matrix was something that just kind of hit me in the face at the end of writing my last book, Upside Down Messenger. And what happened was I realized through the course of writing that book that, well, let's go back. 2013, I finally wrote Upside Down Mommy. And I was really excited to launch it. It was like three of the most beautiful days of my life at an event afterwards, celebrating with my community, helping them to figure out what they wanted to do next. And it was amazing. And then something happened. The story hit the fan, as I like to say. And I realized that this was like the second or third time that the story had hit the fan right after a moment that was really quite big for me. Like I became very visible and really like activated all my superpowers. And then something else terrible happened. The first time it was financial, the second time it was health. And I didn't want to know what the next time was going to look like. So I actually pulled everything back. And what was funny was because of the way those challenges happened, the stories that came up, I directed my anger at our industry, right? Like 
that I would have to do things or compromise myself or follow formulas that didn't feel good or right. It turned into that. And so for the last five years, I have been really working through like, what is it about this journey that makes it so tough to kind of do it our own way? And as I went through this process, I realized, you know, in my story, I was so outside of the industry when I first walked in. I was kind of really new to this whole idea of self-development and getting your message out. And because of that, and because I had you in my ear all the time as my coach saying, well, you could do it that way, but is that the way you really want to do it? And I was constantly saying, no, I have this grandma and this kid at home and this husband, like, I can't go out and do all the things that these people are telling me I need to do. Like, let's figure out quicker, faster, smarter. And because of that, I didn't really struggle with what I call the messenger matrix, which I think that once people say, I want to be a messenger, and they kind of jump into the world, like by the end of their first webinar, what have they done? They've already assumed a whole bunch of beliefs and stories from someone else about what it takes to be a good messenger and how they need to go about it and what the best practices are, right? And those things, it's not that they're bad. It's just that if you continue to move through the messenger matrix without that level of mindfulness that I had because of my life circumstances and because I had a good coach asking me, is that what you really want? I could have been all bundled up into a ball of paralysis, right? Because it's like, how do you know what the right thing to do is? Because there's so many beliefs and stories about the way to go about it. And that's true for not only just growing a business and writing a book and how do you do a signature talk? Like think about how, you know, everyone kind of has their way of doing it. And so if you don't come at it from that, I'm going to figure out what's my authentic way to do this, then you end up kind of being part of that matrix of not really knowing yourself, but just kind of perpetuating what's already there, right? And so for me, it was really important that through this process of helping people, I help them find their own, I call it the sacred code or their own message matrix that we pull out of their story. Because I believe in every story, there is the gift of a path, right? Because we've found our own way out of something or over something or through something. And that's usually why we're inspired to turn around and share it with someone else. But a lot of people turn it into concepts or principles or, you know, the 10 things to or the five tools to, right? And they disengage that part of where it came from and their own story. And so usually they're, they end up having to revise and redo as they keep going. So my goal really is to help people kind of figure that out at the beginning so that it's really powerful from the beginning. And also, so they get to see the magic of their story. You know, once you see how everything is working for you, not against you, it changes the way that you go about writing books and speaking on stages and helping others through whatever kind of business you decide to create. So you use the, the term messenger is everyone a messenger? Like, how does someone know if they're a messenger? Are they called to that? Like, what does that mean to you? Oh, my goodness. You know, I think that the messenger, you know, when you're talking about like a hero's journey, right? The messenger is the archetype that comes at the end of a journey. It's the one that 
wants to bring an elixir back. Like they've found something, some sort of medicine, some sort of idea, something that helped them to change their lives in some way. And them being the messenger is making that decision to go and share it with someone else, regardless of how scary it might be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so willing to put it out there. And I feel like, you know, when your message is bigger then you've been sharing it or when there's a part of the story that you always leave out. And of course, like there's certain parts of stories that we'll always leave out that might not be appropriate for certain audiences or fill in the blank, but there's that essence of your hero's journey or the story that, you know, of your life and what you've been through that brought you to where you are today and why, you know, you might be helping someone in a certain business. It's not just speakers and coaches, right? It could just be a business owner who's written a book, but their story is why they have the business that they have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, think about our mutual client, Abby Walker, and how amazing that book is because all people could see from the outside watching her journey was look at what she did in a year in a business. And so if people were watching that from the outside, they might think, wow, that was easy. Look at how fast that happened, right? But when you read the book, you get to see all of these moments of her story where she was like, yeah, I don't know if I can do this. (laughs) And all of the pivots that she had to make and all of not just the magic, but the mess that she had to work through in order to do what she did. So keep doing it. Yeah, that creates, you know, once you see how you did it before and it worked, you get to use that to continue to move forward, right? Sometimes we forget those parts of our journey that were really important. Yeah, easy to forget, right? So I want to talk about your authors, your clients who they write their books, they're tied to their businesses. And, you know, they might have limiting beliefs about marketing their book or marketing their businesses. I mean, you and I have both known, we've talked about this, like you have to be really clear why you're writing a book. For me, my books have been what I call golden business cards. Have I made money on the books? Yeah, especially my first book. Like I remember when I launched Selling with Intention and I had self-published it and I launched it at the tea house. We made like five grand that night in sales. People were buying like bags of books. I still think like, I'm so shocked at how much money that book made. Like I was like, wow, you really can make money on books. So you can make money selling books. And of course there's people out there on the best seller lists and you know they get a smaller percentage but if you're selling a million books like some people make their living like I think if you are a badass like she Jen Sincero she's a writer she's her books are killing it like that's her livelihood so but it's important to look at like why you're writing a book and what the book is for and what your goals are with it like what are some of the industry secrets let's talk about that for a minute I know I didn't tell you we're gonna talk about so I I thought about it later I was like I want to talk about like what's the truth about writing a book and how can it really help a business owner And what should they expect? Well, again, you have to do it with a high level of intention to support the book. So back to the idea of why are we often inspired to write? A lot of us are just inspired because we want to turn around and give it to someone else. Not, I mean, there's a good handful of people who come at it because they've been told by a business coach that they need that golden business card, right? And then there's another handful of people who've just been inspired to write something their entire lives and have no idea what that's about. And as if they go through that process, if they make it to the end, or if they find a guide like me, who says, do you want to do anything with this afterwards, right? Like, create a business, then they can write the book in a way that will really serve that business. There are times where I've told, you know, the clients who 
are like, I'm not going to run a business after this. I don't want to be a coach. I'm not about speaking. Like I just need to write this thing, right? We put a different level of detail and information into those books than we do when we're writing a book to grow a business. And it's not about necessarily like withholding information, but it's about understanding that the book is the first step on a journey that will become a client experience. So, you know, we make decisions about what goes into it. So as far as, you know, the secrets, it's really knowing like, what do you want to do? And what do you think might be coming? So really be honest about that. Are you saying like, no, I just want to write the book because you're scared of being on stage, or because you're you don't know what it would be like to be a coach or you don't want to be responsible, like really getting clear on what is that whole vision and then making sure that what you are writing down is aiming at that. And also having someone in your corner who can say, like you said earlier, you know, I feel like there's a step missing here. (laughs) (laughs) Or 12 steps missing. There's a few steps or, you know, because a lot of times, let me look, can I talk about what happened with this last book and that, that process? Yeah, absolutely. Please. So we talked about you're writing this book and you have all these amazing ideas. And I love that this is like the next step after the belief zone, which was kind of a step, I don't want to say out of sales, but it was a wider step out of business into the personal, bringing the story about Luca in and what that was like for you. And so this is the, like, the next step of that of like, how does this happen where you make a decision to change your life in one area and then all of a sudden everything else can change? And so it was really cool because you had all these ideas about these different areas that had happened that had experienced some change in your life and you had them all like identified. But once we started to look at the story, then we started to see another pattern emerge, which was you were doing work on yourself and then it was affecting, you know, there was like a pattern to how this went. And so that pattern, if you were to decide that you were going to create a whole other branch of your business, you would use that pattern to become the client experience that you were creating for clients who would go through and try to create that domino effect for themselves in their lives. So it's having that level of intention of, well, right now, you know, this, that's not my plan is to grow another arm of the business. But if I wanted to, it's there and it's structured to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm evolving, my books evolve, my business evolves, it's all evolving and changing. And if we, when we get stagnant, that's when I know I'm in trouble. It's when I know my clients are in trouble. When I was interviewing Melissa Huber, we, she talked about, so that was really brilliant about another author who, oh, I wrote it down, talked about boredom and, oh yeah, it was a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talked about the idea, if you can handle the boredom. And I think that's such an important piece because when you get super bored, there's probably something that else is this trying to grow in your business or trying to come through or another book idea. Like for me, I mean, I don't get bored often because the next book starts to write itself and I have to kind of quiet it down. But I think when we're bored, we're like stopping that divine flow that's coming. We've forgotten how to connect. We've forgotten how to let the ideas flow, how to let the domino effect happen, right? Where one thing leads to the next thing, like we're blocking ourselves. So I think it's important to pay attention to like when you're feeling stuck or like something's not moving, 
go back and look at what's not happening. But you talked about patterns. And that's, I mean, one of the reasons it's so great to work with you or for our listeners to find a guide like Amanda or work with Amanda to see someone who can see the patterns that you're writing about. I mean, Amanda is involved in my books from start to finish now, because I learned the hard way that when I wrote Selling with Intention, and I didn't know her yet, and I handed it to her, (laughs) it still needed a lot of work. And then it went through like, another edition and I don't know, like three editions. I don't even know. That book's gone through so many lives. And it's because Amanda has helped me see the patterns and see the path that I was on because it's so hard to see our own, our own stuff. So the boredom piece, that's also like a personality thing, right? So sometimes there's this group of messengers. And as I was wondering if I should share this, I was thinking they're probably in your community where they're like avid learners, right? Like they're thirsty and hungry and they're digesting self-help books and business books like nobody's business. And so they have a wealth of knowledge to turn around and give, right? And so when they decide to turn around and give it, all of a sudden they have this moment where they're like, wait, was that mine? Or is that someone else's, right? And then they start having questions about plagiarism or copyright or those types of things. That becomes a really big issue for them because they haven't either they haven't embodied it for themselves or they haven't thought to share the story of how all of those things were placed on their path. And so what will end up happening is you'll have a client like one who recently launched her book and she's one of those, like she's been on the journey for 50 years of like learning and digesting and sharing. But when she got to me, she had this huge vision that felt like a hoarder's living room right? Like it was this beautiful vision that I could see, but it had so much stuff in it that she couldn't figure out what stuff should I share first and then next. And then it was too cluttered. So through the process I took her through, we were able to figure out that this is actually only five steps in this framework. So now we're at the end of the book, we're getting her signature talk together. We're helping her to figure out how to monetize the business with courses and such. And it's this really beautiful thing. But the conversation that I had to have with her last was, okay, so this is the point in the journey where people like you will feel like they're going to freak out because you're going to realize that you want people to hear the same story over and over and over again. You'll get tired of hearing your story and you're going to want that novelty because you're built for it as a learner. Like that's part of your personality. And so you're going to feel like you're not helping the audience over and over and over again, because you're saying you find yourself saying the same thing, but it's a different audience. And so we have to find different channels for her to use her learner, like through blogs or through these different arenas where she can be part of generating and moving the message forward, but without like sinking this framework that is the thing she wants everyone to remember about her when she's walking off of stages and eventually when she's gone. That makes so much sense. And, and that's why though, like having someone to help unpack that and see it is so helpful in the journey and just getting feedback from other people. And I think we can forget how I love the vision of the, I feel like that. I feel like my brain is like the hoarder room and it's like constantly, Oh, that's like, I unpack one thing. I'm like, well, that box is that book. And you've really helped me see, Oh, Ursula, that's the next book. That's the next 
message. That's the next piece that you're going to work on. Stop it. And going back to like, you know, we have all this information because we do, we listen to podcasts, we are constantly seeking, we're doing all these things and we get all this information in our head. And I remember Brian Tracy said to me one time, he was not just to me, we were in a room of, it was like 12 other people, small room, but he said this great line and we all wrote it down. And he said, don't quote me. I said it, but that's common knowledge. Like don't keep quoting everybody. At some point, it's you've lived it long enough that it's your information. And I think you have to be you know, careful with that. But it was one of those things where I gave everyone credit to the point of ad nauseum, right? It was like annoying to listen to me. And so I've gotten to the point where I'm, I'm owning what I know. I think that's such an important piece of the journey. I want to make sure we have time you know, for a little bit more on this piece of you know, for our listeners, there's so many of them. I mean, 85% or more of the population wants to write a book, something like that, right? Like a lot of people want to write a book. And I think authors and entrepreneurs want, you know, almost everyone wants a book or thinks they should have one. But what's the number one limiting belief, Amanda, that wannabe authors have that you wish you could dispel? One or two beliefs. Um, I would say the first is that they feel like they should be able to do this alone. And just figure it out and just get it out there and it'll be good enough. It's easier and faster with a guide like everything else. Like you want to grow your business, hire Ursula because you're going to do it much faster than you would on your own. The second thing I would say is that most, most messengers don't really see everything that they have to offer the world. Because usually the secret sauce, that superpower that they have, that is really the thing that needs to be shared is so natural to them that they can't see it. And they just assume everyone else has it. And so you have to have someone else to reflect that back to you. That's so true. I mean, if something feels easy, it's because you're probably an expert at it. And no, not everyone else knows how to do it. And that I mean, I know sales is my thing. And I get excited about it. I love these interviews because I love getting more. I mean, I learn all the time from the people I interview from my clients. I learn at sales camp all the time when I teach it because I'm learning from people in the room. It's like, that's my superpower. But you have to be willing to own your superpower and what you're really great at. Amanda, let's talk about sales, business, and books because I know people are listening. They're like, okay, well, okay, so I have maybe I'm sitting on a book. Maybe someone's already written a book. Maybe they're thinking about writing a book. But what are the top two strategies that you see your clients using their books for that really help them grow their businesses? Well, again, like you said earlier, the golden business card, it's really for a lot of people, it's just their ticket to the stages that they want to speak on and to, you know, establishes that level of credibility for them that they need in order to accomplish their other goals, whether that's just reaching a different audience or, you know, growing the business and having that additional credibility. The second strategy is, again, turning once people can see that the experience that they have the reader taking through the book, that journey, that if they can unfold that into a bigger journey, that parallels it. So people are learning that same framework and that same pattern everywhere through the client experience, then it's very, very easy to monetize because now people are connected to their story. They remember exactly what people were experiencing. Like they know exactly what I was feeling in upside down messenger. Like they've sent those horrible emails and they've said those horrible things and they've cried on the floor of their, right? Like, so they get it. It's connected to that. And they, because they're connected to the story, they know the next right thing to do, but they still need someone in their corner helping them to do it. So it becomes very, very easy for them to turn that message matrix into, you know, a client experience that feels good to them. And that's the thing is like, Again, back to the messenger matrix, like turn it into something that makes you excited to wake up every day, 
not like, oh, they tell me I have to do everything online, but I really just want to be with people. Go be with people. Figure out how to do that, right? Because there's a whole bunch of other stuff in the business that you do have to tolerate to keep the business going. (laughs) Don't make that, you know, the way that you fulfill it too. (laughs) Namaste your own lane. That's been a theme last couple of interviews, because when you don't, you're going to resent your business. You're going to resent your clients. It's not going to be fun anymore. And so you've got to follow the ease and grace and what feels good. It doesn't mean that there's not some parts you don't like to do, although hopefully you can delegate a lot of those, but you've got to follow what feels easy, what feels like your superpower. And truly, you know, I laugh. So when I was writing my last book, Amanda and I had this conversation about whether or not I was a writer which if you're listening, you probably think, what? Of course you're a writer. Like you're working on your fifth book. Actually, it's my sixth book because I wrote a, a fiction book as well. So you would think that I would say, yeah, I'm definitely a writer. But I had this limiting belief that writers just wrote all the time, but didn't really have businesses. You know, I saw myself as an entrepreneurial author. And then Amanda, just you held this mirror up and you're like, not only are you a writer. You're my most prolific writer as a client. And it made me laugh out loud. I think about that all the time because it's for you really helped me shift my belief about what it means to be a writer. And it's inspired me to, you know, think about my next books as a writer. And because Amanda, you spoke that belief into me, my storytelling has gotten better because Amanda's a genius at storytelling and she really pushes you to tell stories in a vibrant way. Because I took that belief on, it has become much easier. And you even commented on some of my more recent writing. And I thought, well, that's interesting. It's amazing how one belief, I mean, it's the reason I wrote the belief zone, right? But one belief can shift how you see yourself and your output through your business or through writing or whatever it might be. And so for those of you, I just want to encourage you, if you're listening and you're, you're thinking, I'm not an author, I'm not a writer. Well, no one wakes up and has that belief, like I'm a writer or an author, right? It's developed over time and it takes practice like anything else. I mean, I'm into this, you know, my fifth nonfiction book and it's still a process. And there's days when I throw the manuscript against the wall, like I'm so done with it. And then I come back to it and it's this, this whole thing. And yet at the end, it's so worth it. So I just want to encourage you to, you know, keep going if this is the path that you're on. Yeah, absolutely. There's something in it for you. You may not know what it is, but if you, you know, keep coming back to it and also, you know, find people to help you when you realize you're getting stuck because, you know, when you talk about like, why don't I want to put this book out there? Well, maybe there's a story that you don't want to tell in this book and you know that you're going to have to. So of course, every time you sit down at your computer, you get a headache or right. Every time you go away to work on the book the story hits the fan in your personal life and you don't get to do it. Like we create that stuff to keep us from looking at not just the mess that is still there that we need to face and clean up, but sometimes the magic for me this last time, it was really hard for me to write that book because it was all about a very magical time that I didn't feel like I could reach again. And I'm not sure I'm ever supposed to get back to in the way that I experienced it before. So it was like, that's what was keeping me not, oh, I don't want to tell this story. I've told this story a million times. It was because I didn't want to go back and experience like how freaking amazing it was that it all unfolded that way when that's not the pattern of life right now. It's a different type of magic. Yeah. Well, and it's just a, I mean, it's a great reminder that we, like we're always 
telling stories, right? We are natural storytellers. But it's interesting when you go back and revisit your story because you learn a lot about yourself, right? You learn a lot about the and when you can stand outside of it and look at it, it's a lot easier, I think, to heal some of those pieces of it because again, but you get to tell it in your own way and maybe you have a different perspective and maybe that's what you're talking about in your book, but it can be tremendously healing, which I want you to talk about that. Obviously, you're an expert in helping messengers maximize their impact in the world. And you've helped me do that in just incredible ways. So can you share just two to three strategies that you teach your clients? Like give us the juicy stuff for those people who are thinking about writing a book or think someday they might do it. What do you want them to know? I want them to know that there's probably something that is keeping them from writing it and that that's the thing to figure out before they start writing it or to give themselves permission to just start writing and ask for the writing to tell them what it is. Like if you gave yourself permission to just write that shitty rough draft, right? Just let it come out. No one else is going to see it, but I just need to see what it's telling me because the writing gives us information that we don't consciously have a lot of time. So give yourself permission to see what that is and then get the support that you need to move through that. The second thing is that it's really important to learn how to engage hearts and heads with story. You guys have all read books or been in presentations where it's a strict teacher, right? The person is just a teacher and they're just giving you information and it's not connected to anything meaningful to you and it's not connected to any emotion. And your brain needs emotion to remember things. It needs movement and color and definition and all of those things. And so the better storyteller you become from stages and on pages, the more powerful you're going to be there because people will listen. People will remember those images more than they'll remember your words. The third thing is make sure that what you're sharing and building is not only uniquely yours, but also something that you will enjoy. You just don't want to build a life doing things that you feel like you're supposed to be doing. And I see way too many messengers like making compromises to not just to their dreams, but to their health, because they're trying to pursue something that's not really their dream. And it's just burning them out and wreaking havoc on their relationships and all the things, right? So figure out what it would look like for you to make it really delicious and then go for that. Thank you. So heal that story, figure out what's stopping you. Learn to engage from your heart and head with stories. So important that heart. I mean, we know when we hear those speakers, that's what Ted talks are, right? Like those people, like they're talking to your heart. Most of them, like they get you right here and then make sure you're sharing and building it. What is uniquely yours, something that you will enjoy. (laughs) Truer words were never said, right? Like you've got, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'm invited to speak on one great goal one of my books, I'm invited to speak on the belief. So now selling with intention, like my books have become my signature talks. And now there's, you know, there's more of them. But I'm always surprised when someone reaches out and said, I read your book. And you know, I love this part, you write a book, and you kind of forget everything. It's true. It's true story, you forget what you wrote, because most of it was divinely downloaded, right? You like you get these ideas, and they come through. But I don't think there's anything better than that moment when you know you've made an impact in somebody's life, like a book can change someone's life. I mean, my life has been changed a million times because I've read so many different books. But for those of you who are listening that this is your calling, like if you've thought about writing a book more than three times, 
it's probably a sign that, you know, you got to get your story out there in some way, shape or form. And, you know, what you've learned because your tribe is waiting for your message. Like you didn't just get the message. Your tribe is waiting for your message. And so on that note, Amanda, for someone who's listening, who's like, oh, I would love to, you know, learn more. I would love to work with Amanda. I know you have some cool, you have a free gift for our listeners. And then you have some information on how they can work with you if they feel the pull. Absolutely. So right after I wrote my first book, Upside Down Mommy, I had to do that in less than three weeks and publish it in less than three months because of what happened in my life at that point. So it's a really juicy story. And what I decided to do after I wrote that was develop an audio series where I take people through not just the seven parts of my butterfly framework, but I show them exactly what that looked like for me in every single part. So what did the upside down look like? What structures did I put in place? And then I also invited some of my messengers to share their stories of what it looked like for them in upside down or in wing training. This is a really, really powerful audio series. Everyone who listens to it loves it. So you go to trudeintention.com, click on the free button, and you'll be taken to the page where you can sign up for that. And that's free. Okay. And what's the name of it again? It is called the Butterfly Secret Call Series. How I Wrote, Published, and Launched. Right. How I Wrote, Published, and Launched. Yeah. And so Amanda also shares how, you know, the monetizing framework that she created, but it's super inspiring. Like people have this limiting belief that it can take a year to write a book. Now I've experienced both sides. I've written really quickly and there's other times when it's taken forever to get a book done, but definitely when I worked with Amanda and I've had the intention of getting it done faster, it has happened. So don't be limited by the idea that you have to take the next two years to write a book. So you'll be very inspired. So go to trudeintention.com, click on the free button to download that you know, no matter what, get her free gift because you never know when you're going to write that book. And just listening to it might really inspire you to get working on it. And then what else do you have coming up? What's going on in your community? How can keep people come and play with you? Well, I regularly do some online workshops. I call the bundle of workshops, the move your message forward. The first one we talk about crafting a message and we work on things like target audience, target What's your core message? We get people clear on that. The second one is about some of the publishing myths that are being perpetuated. (laughs) What's true about publishing? How do you get through it? How do you make the choice about how to go about it? And then the third one is alchemizing your story and expertise. And so that one is really about like, how do I make my message memorable? Like what is so unique about my message that I would take that and make sure that people heard it in this way so that they remember it. Awesome. So that's move your message forward. And where can we learn more about that? Or should we just email you? Is it on your website? Email me because the dates are changing all of the time on the website. So it's easier just to email me at amanda at true And I'll let you know when the next series opens up. And what if someone's like ready to get their book done? They're like listening to this, like, I got to do this now. It's got to (laughs) happen. Is there another way they can work with you? Or do you work with people privately to get their books done? Tell us about that. I work with people in six to 12 month programs. So in the six month program, the goal is to get one project done, whether it's their book or their signature talk or a course. And so we develop that message matrix and then we actually create it. So that's a series of there's, you know, two live retreats, four virtual retreats, and then a whole bunch of connection points in between. So that's the quickest and fastest way to get a book done. As far as I'm concerned, I've helped people get it done in in as little as seven days. And I've decided that that is not best for people because they actually don't have time to process and embody their message. Six months seems to be a real sweet spot. 
Yeah. Well, getting it done in six months is still incredible. So they should email you at amanda at trudointention.com to learn more about when those are. So reach out to Amanda, go to trudointention.com for sure. Click on the free gift and then email her to find out about her upcoming online workshops, as well as her in-person retreats and opportunities to get your book done. And then finally, Amanda, how do we, are you on social media? I know you are. Where can we connect with you? Yeah, the easiest way to find me is at Trudu is to search Trudu Intention. That's my business page, and then you'll find me because there's only like a million Amanda Johnsons on Facebook. So search Trudu Intention; it'll be easier. <laughs> Got it. Well, thank you, Amanda, for being such a, an important part of my life and an important part of our community, and for so always generously sharing and for coming on the show a second time. We appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, it's so much fun. We could talk all day. But we don't have time. The show is wrapping up. I want to thank all of our listeners all over the world. We love hearing from you. You can email me at Ursula, U-R-S-U-L-A, at salescoachnow.com. Or if it's easier, contact at salescoachnow.com. If you haven't left us a review yet, please do. You can leave that review on iTunes. I read all of them. I love it. I so appreciate your feedback about the show. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I hope it inspires you. Remember to go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift to get six secrets to doubling your sales. It's a PDF. It's guaranteed to get you inspired to get you back on track with your sales. And again, I'd love to partner with you on your next event. So you can look up all my keynotes at Ursula Minchis, M-E-N-T-J-E-S.com and or or salescoachnow.com. If we haven't seen you out at a sales camp yet, please come out and join us. You can see all the dates at salescoachnow.com. Click on the sales camp icon toward the bottom of the page, and you can see the upcoming dates in Minnesota and in San Diego, depending on where you want to go. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And I hope you have your most epic month yet. See you back. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now.